Hey, what's up, little boomers? Welcome in to the podcast. Before we get going, got to talk about our great sponsor, High Bank Distillery. Hey, NHL's done. We are once again asking you to support High Bank. (laughs) They're a great place. Uh, Hey, the NHL's done. They crowned a champion. Great. Great. It's over. Who cares? Yep. Uh, Football is, you know, in full swing. And High Bank Distillery has the NFL Sunday Ticket. What? You heard that right. They bought Sunday Ticket? It seems that uh, that's what I'm reading right here. You love to hear it. They have NFL Sunday Ticket. So what better place to go check out some NFL games? Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati Bengals. Don't like that. Is it Bengals or Bengals? It's the Bengals. Is it an A or an E? What do you mean? Bengals. 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 Is it B-E-N or B-A-N? Are you serious? Are yeah, you? it's Bengals. 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 B E N. And you could also watch the Browns. Right. Yeah. With What's Johnny your? Johnny Menzel is that their quarterback? <laughs> I think that's uh, I think that's accurate. It's Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Same person, right? Okay. Pretty much that's same person. Fine. You're gonna have so many people coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, either way, NFL Sunday ticket at High Bank Distiller. They have amazing cocktails, great specials, great beer, great food. Highbankco.com for more details. Also, check out our merch. Go to shoptheartillery.com. It's always BJ season. It's always Columbus or nowhere. Go buy our stuff. We have plenty of stuff. And while you're, uh, while you're on the interwebs doing some finger typing stuff onto our website, check out Jennings Java. You know, order you some coffee on there because everybody needs coffee. I need to get some more coffee. JenningsJava.com. JenningsJava.com. Click their little product link. Go ahead and grab us. Uh, go ahead and grab yourself a bag of that cannon powder. Cannon powder. It's got you our got stamp it right of that time. Our literal. I get it right every time. Our literal okay. stamp of approval. One on and it. one and three times. Okay. Well, that's, two and three. Give me two and three. Okay, that's passing. I guess. Thank you. JenningsJava.com. ShopTheArtillery.com. HighBankCo.com. Check them all out. Hey, Fifth Line. This is Greg Murray, the voice of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Artillery Podcast with Jordan, Warren, and Kyle. Hey, it's not too late to turn this off. They've got no idea what they're talking about. Uh, honestly, I have no idea why I even agreed to do this intro for them. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the podcast. Finally, episode 150. Hello. I think I finally got the number correct to start the episode. 150. Uh, I have now been with the artillery for 99 episodes. 99 episodes. How does it feel? Ask me next week. <laughs> okay. Do you do you regret being a part of the artillery, Kyle? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm. It's very unfortunate that I had to meet you. Yes. Um. And we had to become friends. It is. I uh, regret it every day. Everybody that I've met through the artillery, not. I don't like any of you, really. That's fair. Just I kidding. It. I, I regret it every day. Our friendship, like not the artillery. Both. Yeah. Well, no, just me. I get Mainly. it. Mainly. I get that a lot. That's fair. Um, Warren's not here. He had some excuse. Not what sure what it was. did he tell us to tell everybody? Um... Look up the the text because I'm I gonna don't. look it up right now. Warren's not here for some reason. He is not here because I can't find it. It's in the artillery sluts group chat. Oh, we've seen enough of three guys trying to talk over one another. Yes, that's what it was from the debate last night. Yes, because I got through ten minutes of that and had to turn it off. I was really excited for it just for the simple entertainment factor, but then I just really got annoyed by it. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. But that's enough of that. We're not a political podcast. Uh, Cassidy also, she's at a real job. She's not here right now. So you just, you're stuck with me and Kyle. So I'm not sorry. And Cora, Kyle's dog. She's here somewhere. She's being a little grumpy bitch. She right is now. being grumpy. But she's that's always fine. Because she's a female dog. <laughs> that's true. Science. Science. Yes. Yep. Um, what, what should we talk about? Tampa Bay winning the cup? Sure, let's talk about Tampa Bay winning the cup. Uh, so the Tampa Bay Lightning won the cup. Yeah. Next and topic. Todd Richards, former head coach of the Blue Jackets, now assistant coach, he hoisted the cup. Also Ugh. rocking a Fu Manchu, which was... Good for him, I think. I, I always liked Todd Richards. Well... I mean, but beyond him, that yeah. one season where we went 0-8 to start the season and then Tortorella came in, but, you know, I was always a fan of Todd. 
I'm happy for Todd. Can I call him Todd? Cora? I can call him Todod, right? Yes. You can call first Todd. name basis. Also, Curtis McElhaney, former uh, backup goalie for the Blue Jackets, got himself a cup. You yeah. Hate to, you, I mean, uh, you like to see it, but you hate to see it. Curtis was a stand-up guy. No, he was. I'm glad to see those guys You know, finally get a cup after they leave Columbus. Good for them. That's usually how it goes, though. I you mean, leave Columbus, you, you mean, get a cup. There's people from all kinds of different teams that just won a cup. From You know what I mean? Like, That's It's not true. just us. But I mean, Pat Maroon, I mean, my God. Yeah, he won. He got back-to-back cups on separate teams. Yeah, I don't know if that's ever happened before. Is that like a? Is he just the reason that he's teams the best are so player good? of all time? I think that's. I think, I think that is because what that that's suggests. what people look at when they look at best player of all time. How many championships did you win? That's the only thing that matters. Yeah, to most people. So what you're saying is LeBron James sucks. Uh, that's yes, compared to. Like if if you're going off of that basis, yes, I agree. I agree. Uh, with that Le- statement. Terrible. Um. Yeah. Same with, same with Seth Jones because he's never won a cup, but Pat Maroon two in a row with two different teams <laughs> best goat. He's the goat. He's the goat. That's that's what I saw on Twitter. He's the goat. Absolutely, and he'll probably win it again next year after we sign him <laughs> and trade him, and then he goes to the that, that t- another <laughs> team to win the cup. We trade him into the division, and then he wins the cup, and then he wins the cup. Yes, that's what'll happen after they beat us in the first round. Yeah. Um. But anyways, yeah, Tampa Bay Lightning. Wins the cup, and per usual, uh, the Stanley Cup is starts in Columbus. I mean, there's been a couple of people that don't get the joke. Uh, they don't, saying, they, see, they, they keep they saying, "What it, about Boston?" They take it literally. Right. We're like, it's it's a sarcastic comment because what is it? Five out of the past six it's years cool. now. Not everybody gets the show. I think four out of the past five years, the Stanley Cup winner. Three of four. Three of four. Five of six. Seven. Something like that. I don't know. Yep. Either way. The Stanley Cup starts in Columbus. If you want to win the cup, you play the Blue Jackets first round. If you want to go to the Stanley Cup finals, you play the Blue Jackets first round. That's just how it goes. I don't make the rules. I just abide by what the NHL hockey guys it's the want hockey me gods. to abide Absolutely. by. It is what it is. It's fact. And those taking it literally, can't talk, literally on Twitter. Literally. Literally. Chill. It's a joke. Chill out. What no, about, it's cool. They don't get the show. Excuse me, excuse me. What what they're gonna keep what about Boston? They didn't win the cup. They're gonna keep doing it. They don't get the show. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. I can't I'm having a great time so far. Are you? Yeah. I, we're, we're gonna have a better time because this is uh sitting over here sipping on some midnight cask from High Bank Distillery. I'm drinking some whiskey war. Chilled today. in a glass. Oh. Um one of my favorites, actually. So probably some of the best news that I've heard. Since probably <laughs> being a Blue Jackets fan. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Before you go there. Okay. Before you go there. Got it. This person recently was described in, in a in a podcast by somebody who used to work used to work for the athletic. Uh described as an elite defender. Okay. Um very, very good behind the net and just an all around good player. I feel like Great player was used. Oh, tremendous was also used. Tremendous passer and tremendous vision is something else that was used. Uh, Now continue. What were you saying? I'm sorry. I was just saying this is probably some of the best news. Being a Blue Jackets fan for now 20 years, I've honestly never been more happy to see these rumors floating around. It's not even. It's not even sure that it's going to happen. We've been talking about it for how long? Yeah, and I think. We finally, I think management has finally realized that this player is no good. Are we wasting $5 million on this contract? Are we wasting $5 million on an okay player that can't shoot? Yes. Everybody at home listening to us right now, just yell it. We just want to hear you yell the name. Just yell it. You already know who we're talking about. Alexander Winberg. Michael Neff is screaming right now. Rumors right now circulating through the Twitter sphere. And, I mean, these are pretty much confirmed rumors. I think that this is what the Blue Jackets are leaning towards, is a contract buyout of Alexander Winberg. Cue the hallelujah music. Please, Lord, I don't ask you much. We haven't, I mean, we've been talking about getting rid of Winberg for a long time. I I don't know why we would buy him out, though, and not trade him. Right? Because that doesn't... Well, I can I can give you the answer to that right now if you want it. 
You want the answer? Yes. No team will accept that trade. No team wants Winberg. They want that they would get they would want Winberg if it was like a one and a half, two million dollar. Well, wait contract. a minute. Wait a minute. We oh, that's true. Nobody Not wants a five, five million, yeah. million dollar Alexander. Nobody wants Winberg. to take on a five million dollar Winberg. That's the reason that they're considering a buyout because no team in their right mind hey, would take a Winberg. Here's the thing though about about Winberg is if that's our worst contract. I'm okay. I mean, we're not doing bad. We're not Florida that has a $10 million Bobrovsky. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so that's good. Our worst contract on the books is a $5 million Winberg. Yeah. Which he contributes sometimes. The little snippet, I, I kind of retweeted it on Twitter. This little snippet from a podcast from The Athletic uh, with two local writers. Um, one, one former writer for The Athletic and one current. But Winberg was described as an elite defender uh, with tremendous with tremendous vision and tremendous passing ability who was very good behind the net. Now, I just, I just want to reach out here and, and ask, where in the fuck did you ever see that? Where? Where was that? He had yeah. a great, great move. in the. I think it was against Toronto when he went between the legs. Yeah. Uh, great move. That's the first time we've ever seen. My jaw was on the floor when that happened. Yeah. Other than that, elite defender. I mean, he definitely helped on the PK. Don't get me wrong, but that's where he was the best at. Yeah, that's he was best on defense. Not so, elite by any means. Let me get this: we're paying an elite defender to be an offensive forward. That's that's his role. I get. Well, you. we're paying an elite. Def- yeah, we're Zach Wierenski. That's who you just described. Oh, that's Zach Wierenski. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Like I get. Off, like Torch's system, like the offense, you got to play defense. I get that. Um, and also, I mean, that's a big part of the way you play the game. But it shouldn't be the main focus of somebody who is, in, who is getting paid $5 million to be on the first one or two lines of this team. Yeah. We, I, if, if your defense of Winberg is he is an elite defender, then what the hell are we paying this dude for? Yeah, and I don't, I don't the the tremendous vision, tremendous passing. He um, has good vision, decent passing. It's not, no, it's not there. I mean, if that was the case, he'd be racking up assists, and he doesn't. He I mean, does not. He he has assists. Don't get me wrong, but he's played with the top line this year. He played with the top line in the playoffs. He's played with the second line. He's played with the entire team. Torts has tried everything possible to get him into a line that he fits into, yeah. and he just doesn't fit in. He doesn't. He doesn't have the tremendous vision because if he did, the the amount of turnovers, the giveaways that he had, I mean, just in in the shortened season is disgusting as a center. Yeah, and and I mentioned this many many podcasts ago when PLD was like getting absolutely berated on the bench um, from Tortorella. And we were talking about, well, how come Winberg doesn't get that type of, that that earful from Tortorella? And my response was, because in my opinion, I think Tortorella sees the potential in PLD, and he's already seen the potential that's already been reached by Alexander Winberg and knows that Winberg can't offer anymore. Yeah, without being mean, I'm not, without shitting on Winberg, he's reached his ceiling. It really seems that way. He has reached his ceiling, in my opinion, and now maybe that's... I mean, he's played... Winberg played with Todd Richards and now Tortorella. He's been with both coaches, so you can't blame that on coaching. He had a decent year with Richards. I think he was only with Richards for one year Yeah. Um, after he got drafted, and he's been with Torts since, and maybe it is a Torts thing. We Some players don't work out with Torts. We saw that in Duclair, Dezingle, Duchesne, all those guys. They, they didn't work out with Torts because Torts has his own way of coaching a team, and not all guys can get on get on that mindset. Which is fine. If Winberg goes somewhere else and, and does well, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't think we're gonna see like a William Carlson situation with him. I think if he does go somewhere, he'll be a second, third liner, maybe oh, shit. I don't even know. He doesn't shoot the puck. I don't even know how many goals I could predict for him if he was to go somewhere else, but I don't know. I don't I don't see much success with him moving forward. I really don't think so. I think he's just going to continue to be an average player that got overpaid and I honestly think that knowing what we know now I mean you can always second uh, it's hard to second guess it now because you weren't in the moment but the contract that Yarmo gave Winberg I mean that was a bad deal I mean was it Yarmo 2017 
Oh, the new contract. Yeah. 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 The resign. Yeah. Again, there was in two in twenty seventeen, we weren't even talking shit about him. I mean, yeah. I we don't. We saw, still we still weren't like we were hoping for more. You never once were we sweating his nads. Like he never proved he was never out there. Like oh my god, Winberg. It was just kind of like oh that's okay, cool. He's it's Winberg. He is decent. He does good things. You know, he had one good season. At the time, but there was never a moment like where we're sit, where he gets the puck and we just automatically are like, oh, something's going to happen. I've never seen that from him. So I think the, this $5 million deal in hindsight, in hindsight could, now be, at the t- could be one of Yarmo's worst ever contracts. Now, at the time, well, we're talking about eight years here. That's not a long time, but true. Um, at the time when that when that extension was signed by Winberg, what did you think of that deal? At the time, I think I was okay with it. As was I. That's yeah. what, yeah. And but, now, yeah, knowing what I know now, obviously, you can't predict the future. You, you you don't know what's going to happen. And now I absolutely despise it. <laughs> As we do in hindsight. Yeah. You know yeah. what they say? Hindsight's 50-50. <laughs> that's, that's a bad joke. Do they say that? No, it's twenty twenty. That's because you can see clearly in the past. You know Got, it. Got it. For those of you who didn't, ever, who didn't understand what that <laughs> saying meant. Uh, now you know. Moving on. Whatever. <laughs> uh, anyways, Winberg buyout. That's all the rumors right now. That's the biggest rumor right now, floating around the interwebs. And uh, if it's if it's, it's not made, the biggest rumor, okay. It's. I think it's maybe the biggest internal rumor. I think it is a part of more rumors that are going to lead to bigger things. So I think the Winberg buyout. Josh Anderson getting signed, those two, to me, are the two key factors in acquiring, potentially, Patrick Lane. We buy out Lindbergh, they're therefore giving us some more cap space, not a full $4.9 million. I think there's some other things that factor into the buyouts. Um, are we hyping up Lane too much? Probably. I think that we are. Potentially. I I think that we don't know him as a player very well. He hasn't been in the, he's been in the league as long as PLD. We don't even know PLD is a player yet. I mean, we do. We know what kind of player he is, but we don't know where his ceiling is. I, I think we don't know enough about Patrick Lane yet to be hyping him like this. Now, I, I would love to see an offensive guy come in like that. Yeah. Um. But I, I don't know. It's It's hard to... It's hard to put a finger on it, honestly. About it's hard to put a finger in. I mean, on it. Um, I I like the idea of a Patrick Lane. Obviously, if if you're if you don't frequent Twitter or social media, um, this has been a highly talked about rumor. Patrick Lane has been linked to multiple teams, but I feel like one of the the most linked has been the Islanders and the Blue Jackets. Is kind of what I've seen. Um, I've seen some three way trades uh, potentially involving Lane. But I don't know. I've I've seen. I feel like more chatter going towards the Blue Jackets, and I welcome it. I welcome the idea of it. I don't know exactly who we give up, but if Josh Anderson is a part of that deal and us like moving some some cap space around with buying out Winberg, I don't know if that factors into it at all. But I think it could potentially help. Um, I I kind of welcome. It opens up the space. Yeah. yeah, we I were mean, just. I mean, we were. It's crazy that we're talking about opening up $5 million, and that's what we need to do to sign Patrick Lane. We're, we're watching uh, NHL Live or whatever before we started recording, and and the Rangers are looking at maybe trading for Eichel because they have the cap room <laughs> after they just signed Panarin for $10 million last I, year. I don't know how. Like, what in that. the hell is that? I don't understand the NHL. I don't understand cap I mean, math they just got, at uh, all. They just bought out Lundqvist. That's true. They did just buy out Lundqvist. I just don't. Now they he they were talking about also if they were to trade for Eichel, they would probably have to give up Zabenajad in a couple years because they wouldn't be able to afford all of them. Yeah. But I mean, I can Zabenajad, Panarin, Eichel on the same line. I mean, that is just so. But going back to your Patrick Lane argument, and I I just you just say you really don't we don't know much about him. He's he's not really really that proven because he came in the same draft year as PLD, which is. Which is fair. He's still fairly young in the league, but 2016 17. 
he had 36 goals. 2017-18, he had 44 goals. 2018-19 season, he had 30 goals. 2019-20 season, he had 28 goals. In four seasons, in 305 games played, four seasons, he has 247 points. I would say he's fairly proven now in the league. He's good. That's a very potent stick that I would love in the Blue Jackets lineup. And if we could make some room, if we could make some, make, make, I don't know how we do it. I don't know who we give up. I'm not Yarmo. Thank God I don't want to make that decision. I welcome it. I think it's time for a shakeup. And I preached it before. The core of this Blue Jackets team cannot get it done. And we've seen that now, year yeah. after year. We've seen it. I mean, we've seen it for, what, since 2013 now, 2014, uh, with the core. We've had the same core for the last six, seven years now. Yeah. Um, Atkinson and, and Felino and Boone. Uh, Dubinsky was part of that. I'm cool with getting rid of Boone. Um, I'm cool with getting rid of... Um, Boone, that's the thing with, with guys like Boone and Savard. Uh, we talked about Savard last week, uh, how he's a system guy. I think Boone is a system guy. He grinds, but he does, he's not bringing you any points, really, consistently. Well, yeah, I, uh, if we got rid of Boone in any aspect, especially in a Patrick Lane tree, there'd have to be a lot more pieces that would go involved in that. Right. I mean, what, yeah, Patrick Lane brings in way more value than what Boone does, clearly. I'd be sad um, if Boone got traded. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a heart and soul guy. He's a team guy, locker room guy, kind of what you're saying there. Um, so, But per Elliot Friedman, on his 31 and 31 podcast that he does, he said, Blue Jackets are looking to make some news, rattle the cage this offseason. Yeah, and, and that's, look, what that's... What better way <laughs> to make a splash... I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Patrick Lane. Yarmo is going to come out of left field with something. We're all sitting here talking about Patrick Lane, Patrick Lane, whatever. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about Patrick Lane because the Jets pretty much put him on the table. They did. They said, yeah. if "You want him? Come get him. Give us your best offer. What do you got? Let's hear it." It's going to be picks um, and a decent player or two for him. But I, I think Yarmo. We've seen Yarmo do this before. I mean, it's nothing new for Blue Jackets fans. Uh, we're going back to last year with with the. Uh, Duchesne to Zingle trade, um, and then and McQuaid even bringing McQuaid in, uh, and then the year a uh, year before that was Ian Cole Thomas Vanek, um, which was a big trade at the time. The Ian Cole Thomas Vanek trade, yeah, that uh, was a big trade at the time. We thought you know we're getting decent pieces in here to help us make a playoff push. Didn't work out because uh, you know Pittsburgh beat us and then they went and won the cup as they do, as they do. But no, I I think. We'll see something big. I agree with that. I mean, I I would not be surprised after us losing to Tampa Bay after we swept them last year with basically the same team minus yeah. Panarin, minus Panarin, and better and, goal, and then get and technically better goaltending. Getting the gentleman sweep from Tampa this year, you yeah. know, four to one win series win. I would not be surprised if Yarma. We took a step back this season in my in my eyes and probably his eyes. I wouldn't be surprised to see see a big shakeup. Yeah. No, it's uh, I, I think you're spot on. Um, Yarmo has to do something. He has to. And I, I've, I, I've said it many podcasts ago. This year, I think this offseason is going to be one of the biggest offseason shakeups we've seen in a while from the team, from the front, from this front office. Because yeah, we see like we see trade deadline moves from Yarmo, and and I mean the last biggest offseason acquisition was Panarin. Uh, what three, four years ago? But I think. In terms of just not one piece, but I think Yarmo is going to shock the NHL world and not bring in like <laughs> absolute. He's not going to bring in absolute superstars, but I think there's going to be significant trades. Not not so much shock the NHL world, but shock the Blue Jackets world in terms of the players that he trades. You know what we've completely stopped talking about is Taylor Hall. We have what it, or Jack Eichel even. I mean Jack Eichel. Buffalo would don't get me wrong. Buffalo, if they were to separate with Jack Eichel, would have to be for a very large price. Jack Eichel is one of the best centers in the league. Hands it would, down. It would include Seth Jones. It would include Pierre Luc Dubois. No, 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 no. That's okay. That's too high of a price. I'm I, just it saying would, it would be like it would be like an Eichel Jones one for one. Maybe it would never be a one for one. Jones, you have to trade something else with Jones in there. A pick. It would be basically a one. They, there would not be two. Anyways, we're not going to get into that. Jack Eichel is a he's, he's a franchise player. It, Seth Jones is a so is a great player. He's a franchise there's a, player. There's a difference. Okay, 
the franchise tag. The you don't think you don't think you don't think Seth Jones is a franchise player? No, you build your franchise around Jack Eichel. You don't build your franchise around Seth Jones. In my opinion, I think Seth Jones is a great player. I don't think he's a franchise player. The whole the whole team literally was built around when he went down with an injury. We lost like eight straight. The team is literally built around him. He is our franchise player. I think he is a great player. He's not a franchise he's, player. No, he is. No. He's the Colum- No, he's the Columbus Blue Jack. He's not. Yarmo will do whatever it takes to keep Seth Jones in that locker room. Seth Jones. That's our next captain. Seth Jones isn't going anywhere. He's a franchise player. Okay. Every nobody will agree with you. He is our franchise player. We. I wouldn't he's say that. Our, I would have said that before. He went down with an injury and the team fell apart. He's okay. He's our franchise player. That's what it takes to be a franchise player. I don't think he's a franchise player. Does that make sense? No, because are we not a franchise? We're a franchise. But I think if you're comparing it to what I envision as a franchise player, I I don't know. I just don't. I don't envision a. a Clearly, you don't know. I don't don't think you have any idea. I think he's a great. I mean, okay, so. Nick Felino is our captain. Is he our? Is he a franchise player? No, because you don't build a team around Nick Felino. Exactly. You just said he's going to be a. You said Seth Jones is going to be a future captain. He is a franchise player because he's the best player on this team. He's one of the best defenders in the league. I think he's the best defender he's on this team. Ab- and what? And one of the best players on this team. I wouldn't say he's the best player on this team. I would say top three. Top three. What? <laughs> I'm just saying. Are you kidding me? I think he is. You're, you think he's only a top three a, skater on the Columbus? He's a player that you build your your core team around. He's that, he's not a player. He's not a franchise player that you literally build your team around. You know, I my words are coming out not the greatest, but you know what I mean. All right, so listen. Seth Jones is a franchise player. Uh, <sighs> if if he were to go to another team, he well maybe not, but. Who are the other two players in that top three that you think are better than Seth Jones? I think in terms of overall potential, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Okay. Better no, than I'm, Seth Jones. Really? Two different players, but yes. It's, it's, it's hard to compare because one's defensive, one's offensive. Just don't put a goalie so. in that because that's not they're not skaters. They're that's goalies. Fair. I won't. Um, Who's the other one? I would say the other one, if he is... Don't say foodie. No. Why would I say foodie? He's had because we're talking about potential now. I guess I'm not so talking about potential. I'm. Wh- you just literally okay. Said potential with what you've also with it. What was also has been proven. So I think there's still a higher. There's still, PLD has not reached his potential, um, but he's proven. He hasn't. He's proven so much already. Fair enough. Uh, so the other one, if he is not hurt and if he is at, if he plays like he, how we know he can play, Cam Atkinson. I would okay. argue, those two. Are better than Seth Jones on All any right. given night. Well, I just, I just, I completely disagree with you on so many levels. It's, I, just, it's about what, how they contribute and what what they bring. I think I understand what I, you're saying. I, I, I get I it. Get the, I mean, it, we're comparing apples and oranges because well, those two are. You offense. can compare apples and oranges. I hate that saying. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm just saying they're both a, fruits. That's a comparison. How do we get so on this topic? I'm just saying I'm not going to give Seth Jones a franchise tag. We're talking about players. Yeah, okay. Nobody. Okay. Franchise. First of all, franchise tag is something completely different than what we're talking about right now. True. That's just so that you don't have to re-sign them to a contract. That means they have to. That means they have to stay on your team no matter what happens. That's what a franchise tag is. A franchise player is somebody that you bring in and you build your core team around that player. Which is why we traded for him. We got rid of Joey for him, which was we our didn't. best. Which was our best offensive player at the time. Yeah, it was a huge trade for us at the time. And Seth Jones has turned into the player that Yarmo thought he would be. Yeah, which is our, which is a franchise player, our franchise player. Okay, that's the that's the guy that we are building our team around, and that is not a secret. I don't know. That's I feel like my I'm explaining it in my head. It sounds what I want it to sound like. But like I, I think you're saying, you're I think saying he is a core guy you build a team with. I don't think he is the guy that you is build. That's the definition of a franchise player. He's the core guy you build a team with, not around. So who are we building our team around? Patrick Lane. <laughs> 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 That's who we're building our team around. All right. 
Uh, oh, full circle back to Patrick Lane. Yeah. You love to hear it. <laughs> you love to hear it. Um, I, I hope there's some truth to the rumors, man. I, <sighs> I'm so tired of of the status quo. I mean, I appreciate our core guys, and I I acknowledge what they have done for this franchise and getting us to many playoffs, playoff berths, and sweeping Tampa Bay, beating Toronto. I mean, that's all fine and dandy, but when it comes down to it. Yarmo has got to make some moves this offseason. And I'm not saying Patrick Lane's the answer, Taylor Hall's the answer, but there's got to be shockwaves sent through this organization saying, hey, you guys, we tried it with you guys. I'm sorry it didn't work. But I, I really feel like a lot of Blue Jackets fans in the offseason are going to be really upset. I agree that with some that. Of, that some of their favorite players yep. are no longer going to be on this team. Absolutely. Oh, that's something we agree on completely. I Yeah. I think coming up here, um, the the great thing about Yarmo and why I think he's one of the best GMs in the league um, is because he knows how to separate business um, and emotions and person and personal life. Yeah, uh, it's nothing per- as a GM. Um, it's nothing personal um, at all. I mean. I listen to, I, side note, I listen to this podcast. It's called Nothing Personal. Uh, it's by Dave Sampson, who used to run the Miami Marlins organization before they sold it to Derek Jeter. So all he does is tell stories about how, like, all these deals they would make with the Marlins and baseball and, and all the things that go on behind the scenes. And it's a very informative podcast. I encourage everybody to check it out if you have time. Um, but what I, the most, the biggest thing that I've taken out of that is that executives in front offices cannot, once you start making things emotional and like holding on to players like Boone Jenner, like David Savard, because they've been with the team for so long. Are you, you breaking atta- news right now that Boone Jenner and David Savard are being traded? I'm not. I'm oh, not okay. a reporter. Got we it. do not have a blue check mark. Okay. Uh, I don't know why a lot of people that cover the Blue Jackets do have blue check marks, but that's a whole <laughs> other conversation. Um, you can listen to Kyle's rant on that last podcast. That's something that. That's something that you know, if it needs to be done, it needs to be done because if they're not producing, the numbers don't lie and taking emotions completely out of it, a David Savard trade would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, you, I would thought you had more to say. No, I mean, it, <laughs> okay. David Savard trade would make a lot of sense. The one Boone time Jenner I don't cut you off. A, a Boone Jenner trade would make some sense if he were in a package deal. Yeah. Um, I mean, Cam Atkinson, other things like, Guys like that, but I think Cam would work well with a guy like Patrick Lane. Cam works well with other good offensive exactly. players. I was going to say, Cam, we have proof of that. Cam needs another Panarin esque player. We got to stop doing that. I, I just so hard. We got to stop doing so that. hard too. Gotta, I agree because yeah. Cam had his best year ever with Panarin. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, he needs another guy like that though because he hasn't had. I mean, the biggest flash in the pan that we saw was from Texier, but. I think that maybe it was just a flash in the pan. I mean, dude, I, I like, I like Texier, but he's very young. He is so he's, young. He's very. He's twenty. He's so young 20? that I don't want. I don't want to pull out such a hot take to say. I don't know that he is what we think he is going to be, because yeah, he didn't play half the half the season last year. He was out. I get that. Maybe he had a lingering issue leading up to him not playing too when he had his back surgery, and we just didn't see fully what he's capable of. Um, we saw moments in the playoffs where he looked pretty pretty decent, but still offensively, there's there's still something not there that I I that I thought Yarmo kind of was high on him about. Um, I just don't see I don't see it so far with him. Um, I think he was good in the Tampa Bay series two years ago because Tampa Bay had never seen him before and didn't know what to expect from him. I think once teams figure him out, he's kind of, he's kind of, eh. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see what you're saying, but I don't really like it when people say like, Oh, we've never like in hockey, maybe in basketball or baseball is like with a pitcher. Um, yeah. If you've never seen him before, you don't know what's coming. Sure. But it's hockey. The guy gets the puck and he shoots. You play your defense the way you're going to play your defense. You close out on guys, and your goalie needs to make saves. You block shots. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing special coming out of a guy that's just coming out of the AHL. It's just. It's just my opinion. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing different about him that 
they haven't seen before because it's a guy with a puck that's going to shoot it or, or pass it. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, that's what it comes down to, but I still think certain players have certain attributes and certain abilities that uh, if you play with this player, you can pick up on the tendencies of those guys and, and you can shut them down in certain ways or you can expect to see it happen in, in, in certain ways. So I don't see the complete analogy there, but I, I do I see what you're trying to say. In that, wasn't an analogy. All right, your point, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was not an analogy it wasn't. at all. Yeah, your your thought process there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, verdict's still out on Zaxia. I don't know. I really just don't know about him. Um, but long story short, we say all that to say whatever players you're attached to right now, Blue Jacks fans, I think this is the offseason Yarmo shakes it up and that jersey you got hanging in your closet ain't gonna be ain't gonna have the name on it that you're gonna want to have on it are there any untouchables that i mean jones warinsky probably untouchable nah maybe not warinsky jones is untouchable warinsky i would i would hear is it because he might be a (laughs) franchise player he's a core player you build a team around Oh, now you're building a team around him. No, it's, he's a core player you build a team with. Oh, right. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, okay. I, that's, that's what I Sorry, meant. Sorry, yep. You're yeah, right. My vernacular was off a little bit there. Uh, Zach Rowinski, I'm open, I'm open to hearing offers. I uh, really am. Yeah? He's, you ready for that, Yarmo? I mean, hey, that's 20 goals a year that we would sacrifice, but if it meant bringing in somebody else... That oh, could, let's be real. He'd score more than 20 on another team. For sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely open to hearing offers for him. I think the untouchables right now is definitely PLD. Um, I think Seth Jones and I think Corpus Allo. I, I don't, I don't think if we, if we do end up trading a goaltender, I think it goes the route of Elvis. I think Corpy proved himself. He's an all-star now in this league. He, was fantastic in the playoffs. I think he has far and away proved himself to be a true bona fide number one goalie in this league. I don't think we trade him away. I think there's a lot of potential with Elvis, and I think he could garner a pretty solid package deal to bring in somebody. So I think I don't think Elvis is off the table. I just think Corpy, PLD, Jones. Beyond that, I'm I'm all ears, I think. Yeah, there's guys that um, would not pull any value that technically would be untouchable because they're worth more to the team than they are than they are. You know what I mean? Like guys like Felino, the the guys that have basically helped raise this team. Felino, Atkinson, really, that's the only two I can think of that you wouldn't trade because they wouldn't bring back enough for the value that they bring to your team now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because Felino's our captain. He might bring back a fourth round pick, right? Like honestly, would, honestly, yeah. He he wouldn't garner too much attention. He no, wouldn't, he wouldn't. Yeah, they, it wouldn't be. Felino's to the point in his career where it would be a pick. It would be a, a sad, pick. Right? Sad to say, we, I love Felino. I love him being our captain. I think he's a great leader on this team, on and off the ice. Great, great community ambassador. But he's gotten to the point now in his career where he would be a. A, tr- a pick for sure right so that wouldn't be a trade because that's that'd yeah. be stupid to trade Felina for that but yeah it's I agree with your untouchables uh it's it'd be hard to see some other guys go like Savard uh like Boone Jenner um that's really all <laughs> I mean, it's, it's time to it's, it's time, time to, to start just, it's time to start cleaning house it's time maybe. to rip off the band-aid is it time to start rebuilding no I think we have a good enough team a good enough core that if we do trade them away, it can it can better the team we have now so we don't need to rebuild. I don't think we're at the rebuild stage of anything yet. No. Okay. 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 Uh, one positive thing that I did read, um, it was pretty much suggested by Yarmo that the ownership of the Blue Jackets has put no internal cap on what Yarmo can do. 
So that means, you know, it, essentially, I mean, if there's an internal cap, it means the ownership says, yeah, our, yeah, our cap space is 81 million or our, our salary cap, but I only want you to spend 75. Like there's, there's that, that has not, our, our ownership has pretty much said, go for it. Whatever happens, happens. Green light. So you like to see that the ownership is fully on board. And I think it's that's because Yarmo's proven himself. I mean, yeah. he's done what he needs to do to put this team in contention. We've made the playoffs four years straight. Um, I mean, Yarmo is our guy. Uh, it's it just comes out if Yarmo ever leaves here, I don't I don't think this team will ever recover. <laughs> ever like there's no ever, way ever. It's like when yeah yep never ever. That's a bold statement. Just kidding. I mean, I don't know. It'd be hard to get another GM that's as good as what Yarmo's been. I mean, I know it sounds like I'm I'm down on my knees for him, but it's just I'm just being honest. He's been that good for us. We're I'll go back to the I'll keep saying it. The Brandon Saad for Panarin trade. Like, are you kidding me? I know. Again, Chicago was trying to dump money yeah. because, but and that I, trade I, in hindsight is ridiculous. Yeah. And Panarin, he was a he was a star in Chicago, but he became a superstar while on the Blue Jackets because he was the best player on the team. He was the best player on the team. But yeah, he's like, best player on. Rangers. He was one of the best players in the league. Yeah, like, yeah, still is. Chicago didn't really truly did they didn't truly knew, know what they had with Panarin. I don't think. Like if they wanted to keep him, because if if they would have known now what Panarin became, they would have done everything in their power to keep him on that roster. Yeah. So. He was a great player with Chicago. I think he was a, he was a he was blooming, blossoming into a star, and he be he in Columbus became a superstar across the league. Well, how about the how about the the Johansson for Seth Jones trade? Great, I mean, great trade. Yeah, we got a franchise player out of that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I still don't fault Yarmo for last season in terms of. Well, I mean, last season, I guess now two seasons ago, for going all in at the trade deadline, I thought it was a great move because it was yeah. the last year that we knew that we had a Panarin, last year that we knew that we had Bob. Hey, we picked up Duchesne, Dezingle, a couple other pieces, and I, I like that moves. Yeah, Yarmo's been a great gym for us. Uh, we've been lucky. Just the results haven't been there, um, but we're getting there. <laughs> He's been a great GM. Results haven't been there, but a great GM. The results have been there in a way. I mean, we've been making the playoffs consistently, which is something that we can't say for the first 15 years of our of the, of the Blue Jackets' existence. Yeah, uh, from 20 from 2000 to 2015, just in we terms made the playoffs of, uh, twice in 15. Yeah, I mean, years. in terms of like regular season, regular season uh, record, the Blue Jackets have one of the best in the past like five years. Right. So the We're results consistent. are there. It's just, there. just the can't. final results aren't there. We, we can't just, win playoff series. Yeah, because we don't have play makers. We have average players buying in a Tortorella system, and that's about it. It's happening this offseason, ladies and gentlemen, I ladies and boomers. It. I believe it, <laughs> ladies and boomers. I have nothing else to talk about, I don't think. Um, how long have we been rambling? 45 minutes. Not bad. We got a couple questions. Okay. So we'll get social here. Since I also Cassie. saw a tweet today, before we get social, sorry. Um, the next season, obviously, is the Blue Jackets' twentieth season in the league, and they're going to have twentieth anniversary patches on their jerseys. Love which to hear it. I'm pretty sure I said was going to happen about four months ago. Just saying, I called it. Yes, that's just yes. Okay. Thank you. We kind of knew it was coming. Nobody knew it was coming. I just called her out randomly on the podcast, and then bam, it happened. Just saying. Also, Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, side note, contract talks are still happening between Pierre-Luc Dubois, Dubois, Dubois. Um, and it's apparently estimated, because we were really trying to hone in on what we thought the contract would be, $6 million to $8.5 million. That's the estimation per some sources in the industry. So, yeah. Yeah, it's about what we were talking about. We were all in the ballpark. I'll we were. That. We were all there. 
We were, yeah. I so, I mean, that's the market that that Panarin started it last season. Basically, uh, this uptick in the market. Um, it's Taylor Hall is going to have a lot to say about it this off season, about what forwards are getting paid. And I yeah, that doesn't seem off to me at all. That seems about right. And that's if that's true, uh, which I believe it. I, I think it will be true. I that's really going to hinder our ability to bring in another big player. Unless we get rid of Winberg and somehow get Dubinsky off now, the if we books. do buy out, if if Yarma does buy out that Winberg contract, uh, we're we're still looking at um, two million. We have to pay him a year. I think it's a little less than that. One point nine million. So, yeah, somewhere around the ballpark of that. So we still have to pay something. So we'll which still sucks. be. Yeah, we'll still, we'll have about three million opened up. And tweet me if you know. Do you know? Like, can we get Doobie off the books if he's officially done? No, I don't think you still have to pay out his, the rest of his contract, whatever his buy buyout out? would be. Yeah, let's buy him out too. Yes, I'm Come pretty on, sure that's John McConnell. You got all that money from Worthington Industries. Just buy these guys out, okay? Get them off the books. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Clear up some space, John. I don't know if that's how it works. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Either. I don't think. Look, here's the thing. We don't know. I don't. I here's the thing. I don't know anything about. Con- I mean, I can tell you like how much. A market like ten million a year for a forward like Panarin is a fucking lot. That's a lot of money for a forward for one yeah. guy for uh, per year. That's a lot in the NHL. I mean, if you're talking NFL, we're looking at twenty five million a year is not that much for a quarterback. Crazy, but ten million a year for the best forward in the league. That's a lot of money. PLD bringing in up to eight and a half million a year. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for somebody who is as young as he is, and who has the numbers but not really has the numbers that's a lot of money that's a lot of money that sounds very similar to the Winberg (laughs) contract that was signed a couple years ago yeah don't i'm not comparing dubois pld to Winberg by any means completely different players but maybe knee-jerk contract i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know where you go with that one because he's still really young what is he 23 24 yeah Younger than that. PLD? I think he's about 20. I think he's 24. Google it. I'm going to go 22. Okay, we'll keep talking in the meantime okay. because I have to Google this. <laughs> Fact check it. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where Yarmo goes with that contract. Is it like, is it going to be a bridge or is it going to be a long term? Because, yeah, yeah, you don't want to be stuck in the same predicament that you were stuck in with. Uh, with oh, Lundberg. yeah, he's 22. Man, I am brilliant. Why am I so smart all the time? I don't time? know, but you didn't give a number. You just said younger. I said 22. <sighs> Whatever. I, you want to replay it? We don't have the technology, but I, we can <laughs> listen to it in our car later and text each we other. We do. It's a podcast. We can just <laughs> run it back. I can press pause and run it back. All right. Do you have any questions? Yeah, there's I, a couple I questions. I put the question air out like five minutes before we hit record, so it's probably like two. Right, yeah. And also, like, nobody really cares right now. Nobody's going to listen to this anyways. Hey, our... Numbers have not dropped off since uh, since the season. All right, ended. first question here from Michael Neff, uh, who is starting to lose his status as fact checker for us yeah, because we haven't already, really. You know what? He's fired. We've I, been calling for Neff fact checks for the last couple episodes, and we have not heard a, a damn thing. Uh, he's officially fired as our fact checker. Wow, you hate to hear it. But here's his question. Okay. Why is Jordan's hair only gray in one very conveniently located <laughs> spot? Rumor has it he dyes that part gray. <laughs> Hashtag fuckboy. <laughs> oh my god. Weird question to start start off the let's get social. Uh no, it's yeah, it's gray in one spot. I don't know why. I do not dye it. Um and many people ask me, I get at least two to three times a week of somebody that comes up to me like your hair is so cool right there. Like, do you do you dye that? No, it's gray hair right down the middle of my right down the middle of my hair. What would you call that? This part of the head. Uh, what do you mean? The this, top middle of my head. Like, <laughs> I don't know the crown. I don't know. Not the crown. It's just like the like, the, like the I don't the know middle of, of your face. I'll send. I'll just you know what? I'll attach a picture to his tweet and I'll just uh, you all can see it. Okay, do that. He's taking the picture right now as we speak. And as he does that, I'm going to combine the next two questions here. Uh, One from Lil Boomer and from Kevin Stahl. Uh, Lil Boomer asks, rumor is the team wants to put 
Andrew Peak in the top six defense next year. Does this mean Z for Lane is a more realistic possibility? Also, when is it appropriate to start next season's playoff beard? So let's start with the first question there. Uh, is Zach Warinsky for Lane a realistic possibility because the team has announced that Andrew Peak is going to crack the top six? Uh, I don't really know. I don't know. I have no thoughts on Peak. I, I, I okay. Don't. So he's I have proven he's proven nothing to me. I think he's a solid defender. But you got to look at the he's proven stuff with the monsters. He's played very well with the monsters. You got to look at the prospect ability of him. Right. Um, I I think that there's two possibilities with this little boomer. Um, before I answer that, uh, Kevin Stahl asks if it cost us Warinsky plus, would it be worth trading for Lane? So. I think there's two possibilities. The first possibility being, yes, we will trade Warinsky in a package deal because it wouldn't just be a one-for-one Warinsky for Lane at, by any means. Um, Lane is worth much more. Um, I think it would be a package deal. We'd probably lose a couple more picks for Patrick Lane with Warinsky, and that's why they're opening up spots. And to Kevin, yes, I think it would complete, be completely worth it because even with the Monsters, we do have that defensive depth. Uh, even Clendenning down there, um, who's a... He's been a seasoned player with the Blue Jackets. He's played with us for quite a bit. Uh, I think it would be completely worth it, and I think it is a possibility. Having said that, um, the sixth spot in the defensive rotations was kind of up for grabs at the end of the at, in the playoffs. Um, so it's very possible that the team is just looking at Nudavara and and seeing him as not the guy and wanting to give Peak a chance. So they're calling that. I almost said Pikachu. Pikachu. <laughs> Pika chance. Uh, <laughs> but want to give Peak a chance to to crack that top six consistently to see what he can do because honestly I saw a lot of potential in him as well last season uh, when he did see time with us. Um, Nudovara also showed potential, but Nudovara also shot on his own net at one point in the season. <laughs> uh, so he hasn't been consistent. I'd like to see Pete crack that top six top six consistently either way. Yeah, no, I'm cool with it. If he can crack it, crack it. <laughs> okay. Know. Also, my hair is naturally gray. So Jordan yeah. was taking selfies that entire time. I just broke all of that down. <laughs> I was just trying to get the perfect lighting to <laughs> highlight the gray. Uh, and then Michael Neff replied to Lil Boomer saying something about getting a tattoo on his left ass cheek if they trade Z for Lane, and then Lil Boomer talked shit about us because we were supposed to get ass tats a long time ago. I'm still trying to work my angles with the selfie. And still have not gotten ass tats, which if Haley Wex is listening to this, hello, Haley. Sorry. Sorry. We no. know that you. We she's asked us every week <laughs> for a year now, and they're, we still have not gotten I ass tats. I swear to God, it's coming. But when they come... We will post pictures of our ass cheeks. Of our full ass cheek. Full on butt. Uh, next question from... Man, really not... Man, you guys are lame tonight. No questions. Wow. Jordan, you did text me this morning, though, and asked to do a podcast, and then didn't send out the tweet until like 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock. That is factually correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can fact check that. Correct. Uh, next question from Ohio Country Gent. So, what happened to running Jordan's hinge for him? We talked about that before. Yeah, I don't. It's even weird. Know. I don't know what happened. Yeah, this is weird. It like, was kind of weird. It's almost, like it's almost like you're catfishing. Yeah, because you're speaking for somebody else. I didn't like it. I didn't like it either. And at the time, I had a girlfriend. Yeah, it was just weird. It is weird. You, so we Jordan, should, we should do a joint hinge. Jordan, Kyle and Jordan, and that they have somebody to, say joint. <laughs> yeah, and the chick has to choose which one she wants to talk to. That's even more weird. And also, like, not good for your mental health. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> like, That's at all. Fine. That's fine. Uh, last one is a statement from Elaine Shercliffe, friend of the pod. All these guys are friend of the pods, everybody, that, except for Kevin. I don't know Kevin. Who's Kevin Stahl? I don't know. Kevin Stahl, his, uh, his bio is 44, fat, white, hairy into Columbus Blue Jackets hockey. All right. <laughs> you love to see it. That's our whole demographic. Okay. That's also me and us. That's what we are. We're fat and hairy and white. Yep. Sounds about right. Fact check. Correct. <laughs> I'm still working on my selfie. Sorry if I'm not being very That's attentive. I'm posting it right now. The last one here is from Elaine. Just a quick little memo here. She says, hi, I miss you guys. Please come visit. She has couches and a bed. 
All right. An extra bed. So we can go up there. We talked about going to a Monsters game, and then, you know, COVID happened. And here's the, the thing. We weren't going to go to a Monsters game last year. I'm just being honest here. We weren't going we to talk go. About we doing talked about it. Things. We weren't going to do it, but we can blame everything on COVID right now. We so can. that's what we're going to do. Astats can't get it. COVID. Okay. Sorry. We can't get needles in our butt because the needles have COVID. Can't get butt COVID. No. I, that's the worst kind of COVID. Butt COVID? <laughs> don't want that. Don't wish that. I don't wish that upon my enemies. I do. I All hope right. Sidney Crosby gets butt COVID. <laughs> I, I do too. Remember when he had the mumps? No. His face was just like completely it looked like quagmire from Family Guy. <laughs> just, that was interesting. Oh... Uh, I'm done here. I don't know the last 15 minutes what we talked about on this podcast. Because you were taking a selfie. Though. I had one drink and I feel kind of tipsy. Really? That's wow. Sad. Wow, you really just posted. Well, that's a phenomenal widow's peak you got going on there. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. You know, it happens when you it get old. It looks blonde. The whole thing looks blonde. That's no filter, bud. You need some like moisturizer <laughs> on your scalp, bud. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jesus. Wow. I didn't mean for... Maybe I should not post it. I thought it looked like a good picture. I'm going to retweet that and say roast me. Oh, God. Not from the artillery, please. <laughs> All right. We're done here. It's over. It's Kyle, over. We're close done. us out. Talk What's talk to us about... Hey, guys. Uh, I know we ask you a lot to support the people who support us, but I'm asking you once again, please, to support High Bank Distillery. What the bag? Jeez. I'm asking you once again. It's a meme. It's the Bernie Sanders meme. Oh. I am once again asking you to support. Did not catch that. Yeah. That's what I did in the beginning, too. Okay. I'm not begging. Fuck. I mean, fuck you guys. If you don't <laughs> want to go drink there, don't go drink there. We're just going to... Whatever. If you okay. don't go drink there, fuck you. If you don't... Whatever. But go drink at High Bank. Uh, they have phenomenal cocktails. Our beer is still on tap there. I have... A good feeling about that. I don't have proof. I was going to say I have proof, but I haven't been there in a while, so I don't know. Last time I was there, our beer was on tap, artillery ale. It could be. I don't know. They have great food, great booze. I've been drinking it since I got to Jordan's apartment to record this podcast. Jordan's been drinking it. We're feeling phenomenal. They make great stuff in-house. You can see... Literally, the stills that they make the alcohol you're drinking in when you walk in the front door. We've stuck our fingers in there. We've stuck our fingers in there. <laughs> Unbelievable. We had to take a sip. It was so good. It's sterile. It is sterile. Yeah. And whiskey is clear. Exactly. Whiskey is clear until it goes in the barrel. That's right. And that's where it gets its color. Wow. The more you know. Yeah. Also, we shoptheartillery.com. Check them out. Check out our awesome merch. Buy our shit so we can buy ourselves things. And that's all I have. You don't buy us things. Well, it's maybe season tickets next year. And also check out JenningsJava.com. Hey, my boy over there, Daniel Jennings, phenomenal guy, uh, really getting this business off the ground. They're, they're coming up with a storefront very soon, so you can go in, uh, get their fresh roasted coffee, fresh brewed coffee, right there off the street. JenningsJava.com, support, support my guy over there. Uh, buy some cannon powder for yourself. And have a have a wonderful day with uh, with the morning of you know the best part of waking up is our is can of powder in your cup. The best part of waking up is, is the artillery Jennings in your cup. Is Jennings in your cup? Is the artillery in your cup? Okay, I like that. I was trying to think of something. Is the best part of waking up is, is BJ's in your, your cup. cup. No. Not BJ's? BJ's in your cup. Yeah. I like that. That's a good... <laughs> I like that one, actually. That should be the jingle. That should be, you know, if, we, if the sponsorship goes on longer, well, uh, <laughs> the best part of waking up is BJ's in your cup. Mm. JenningsJava.com. JenningsJava.com. <laughs> okay. Source? Did we talk about things the past 15 minutes? I was really on a rant for a minute yeah. not really a rant but i had some i dropped some good info bombs <laughs> i lost people, I, think. I lost interest at andrew peak i think so. i had a good take at andrew peak yeah i had okay. good takes well, there prove more to me and then maybe i'll care andrew okay peak. no uh, he won't don't listen to him that's true we're done goodbye episode 150 in tune the in next time to listen to us to watch us ding dong ditch brandon dubinsky's house <laughs> yes we will live instagram it uh we're, we're done goodbye um spay and neuter your Warren's <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>